Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello again. Welcome to another episode of Leading from Alignment with our good friend and coach, John Opaluski. How are you today, John? Jim, I'm doing well. It's good to be with you. Right on. I, I really enjoyed um, Pod 176. And if people are just got sent this, we're dealing with anger and, and, and what to do with it, where to, where to tell it to go. Um, but for those who didn't hear 176, can you give us just a brief recap of, of sure. what we talked about? Yeah, we we talked about the scripture in Ephesians chapter four, where Paul says, in your anger, do not sin. And yeah. essentially what he's saying there is it's possible to feel the emotion of anger and not do something out of that that you regret. Right. That, that hurts somebody right. else. So it's possible yes. to feel anger and not sin. Yes. We talked about how mishandled anger negatively impacts our mental and emotional well-being. And then we unpacked five fundamentals about anger. We said anger is a human emotion. It's a secondary mm-hmm. emotion. And if you want you know, to understand more about that, go to 176. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's the right emotion because we mm-hmm. see um, anger being expressed by the, the only person who never committed a sin the Lord Jesus. And on a couple of occasions we saw anger, but we saw that his anger was always around really somebody standing in the way of somebody else receiving something good from God. Yeah. Uh, Mm. For some silly reason, man-made reason. Uh, Anger is a, fourthly anger is a revealing emotion. Uh, it, It really calls attention to root issues that Maybe have been there, and you know. In my case, you're gonna if you haven't listened to 176, you're gonna hear something I've never shared before. Yeah, publicly about a 50 year journey. Yeah, of God helping me to understand that there was a, a root issue that was creating problems for me in the area of anger. And then lastly, yeah. anger can be a devastating emotion. It's this animal anger is one of the most common threads in the life of somebody who's dealing with anxiety or depression yeah. and then we talked about five places not to send our anger we talked about you know don't send it to eating chocolate yeah i'm uh, still mad about that one yeah, yeah I, haven't I know you are that. i can tell <laughs> uh not not telling our anger to go to social media not Jeez. caving into our anger and just saying well that's the way i am yeah. deal with it um that's not yeah. healthy or appropriate um we we said in uh 176 not to tell our anger to go to blaming. Yeah. You know, like if you would just be a better person, then I wouldn't be angry. Um, yeah. That That's not productive. And then lastly, that anger, not telling our anger to go inward. Yeah. Because that creates a whole set of problems for us. Uh, phys- actually, physical problems as well as yeah. mental and emotional problems. So that's kind of where yeah. we were in uh, 176, Jim. Okay. So as promised in 177, you're going to tell us, where to send it now? There are appropriate yes. places because we talked about in 176. There's no there's no timestamp on the part of our brain, our physiology, that right. that says, well, after after 10 days, this this feeling expires. We can come right back to an emotional crisis in anger, in resentment. We can have we can have an argument 10 years later with someone we haven't seen in 10 years, as if it just is happening right now because that's the way our we're aware. So we have to resolve this. It has to go somewhere besides right. the center of our being all the time. So where do you, what's the appropriate biblical 
you know, logical, psychological place to send our anger. Yeah, there's it's really twofold, Jim. I think there's two key places. And if I think if we get these two things right, um, we'll we'll make a lot of progress in this particular mental and emotional health area. Yeah. Um, the two I think God's answer to our anger issues really is twofold. His answer is twofold. Assertiveness and forgiveness. Those two. Okay. Um, okay. And so let's talk about each one of those for a minute. Assertiveness is is I want to I want to boil it down to the simplest way I can say it. Yeah. Assertiveness is telling a person who's taken something from you how their behavior nev- negatively impacted you. Yeah. It's it's what Paul calls speaking the truth in love. Yeah. And I think sometimes we we default to one or the other and assertiveness combines both it it embodies gracious speech along with truthful speech yeah yeah it's the middle ground assertiveness is the middle ground between passivity and aggression Mm -hmm. passivity tells your anger to go inward you talked a little bit about that 176 an example of that is the silent treatment Mm -hmm. i think you know we've all experienced that We've yeah. either been on the giving end of that or we've been on the receiving end of that. Yeah. And and when we do that, when I stuff my anger, Jim, I hurt myself more yes. than I hurt you, but I still hurt you. Yeah. Because I've created relational distance now. Yeah. I've created yeah. this, I've created this sense of, dude, you owe me, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not opening back up to you until you pay. Right. Right. I'm going to punish you for what you've done until right. I decide you've paid enough. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. so that's passivity, unhealthy, not good. Both parties yeah. get hurt, but the person who does the stuffing probably gets hurt the worst. Sure. Aggression is the other extreme. <laughs> and aggression tells your anger to explode outward. Yeah. And it can include inappropriate language, sarcasm, yelling, screaming, getting physical with people. And aggression primarily hurts. If I'm being aggressive towards you, Jim, it primarily hurts you. It hurts you the most, but I get hurt by it too. Sure. Assertiveness is a better choice than passivity or aggression. It Again, it tells the person you're angry angry with how you really feel, but it does so with love and respect. It does it in a way that actually honors the person you're talking to and in a way that honors Father God and at the same time in a way that keeps you healthy. Mm -hmm. In your anger, don't sin. And and so I think assertiveness is a skill set that we would do well to learn. If we're a lead pastor, I think it would be a great investment on yeah. your part to to have to learn this skill to teach it to your staff and if you want help with that being done i think it would be a very important skill set to teach your yes. young leaders because it will serve them well for the rest of their life not just in their ministry but yeah. also in their personal relationship so what do you think about that first one jim yeah i i, I love it because the i'll just i'll just absorb it we get full eventually when we get full, it blows up ugly. No such thing. My mom used to say, there's no such thing as an unexpressed emotion. 
that mm-hmm. sooner or later it comes out properly or it comes out improperly. And the way to make sure it comes out properly is as it comes up, it comes out. But it comes out, you're saying the constraints of love, the, the boundaries, the borders of truth. Yes. It's not you always, you never. I'm not trying to win an argument. I'm trying to actually win a brother. I'm trying to win mm-hmm. a real, for the relationship's sake. I'm trying to preserve that by creating a healthy boundary, by, by being honest, by not being offended and not being offensive. I, yeah. I think that's, but I'm with you when I say it's not the easiest, it's not the most natural thing to do. The most yeah. natural thing to do is to suck it up or blow it out, right? That, but the, I think that's why there's commandments around this. In your anger, do not sin. You know, God's, right. God's never commanded me to, um, you know, to, to, to breathe. It's going to come naturally to me. He's never commanded me to eat. It's going to come naturally to me. He did command me to forgive. That, that's not going to come naturally to me. That's, that's supernatural. Correct. So I think in this thought of, of, you know, in your anger, do not sin. The reason it's a commandment, because it won't feel natural. It has to be supernatural. We have to be on top of it and, and preempt the damage that sin would do in that moment by just being honest. And I, I know you've had this. I've had this where someone was really honest with me. And because there was a, a relationship that was that was wounded by my my issue, I, yeah. I, wanted, I was humbled by that. I, I, I appreciated that friendship more, not less because they were honest with me. And that's, right. um, that's when iron starts to sharpen iron, not just, you know, TNT blow up the house. It's a, it's a big deal. You got it. You got it. And so, so assertiveness. Yeah. Not, yeah. not, and we're making it sound like it's simple. It's not, I've been working on this for yeah. a yeah. long time. <laughs> yeah. To do it right. To do it well. It's slowly yeah. but surely I'm getting there. I'm, I'm getting better at this. Here's the second yeah. place we can tell our anger to go. And that is forgiveness. Yeah. And you might wonder, well, how does that work? You know, I mean, how does that work? Well, I think it, 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 I think it works by understanding a few things first. First, that forgiveness is simply a decision to cancel a debt. Um, When somebody takes something from us or hurts us, our human instinct wants to get even. And when we tell our anger to go to getting even or getting revenge, uh, we allow those who've hurt us to rent space in our head. Um, and forgiveness is a better place for our anger to go. Uh, yeah. The Apostle Paul knew this. He, he in, in Ephesians 4, well, if you want to learn about anger and its management, man, read Ephesians 4. It will help you a tremendous amount. In yeah. Ephesians 4, he says, get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander. Yeah. Be kind and compassionate to one another. And here we go. Forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. Wow. And there's the standard. Yeah. You talk about the supernatural part of this, Jim. Yeah. I cannot do that in my own human strength. Yeah. I yeah. need the help of the Lord to extend that level of forgiveness. And, and, yeah. and when you think about where Paul wrote this letter from, he was in a miserable, dark, smelly prison that he didn't deserve to be in there. Yeah. Tremendous he anything, He yeah. really didn't deserve it. Yeah. He had every reason to be grumpy, to be irritable, to hold a grudge. Yeah. And he realized that I'm making a decision to cancel the debt. Yeah. Just like God canceled my debt. And you know, I think sometimes when we lose a sense of how lost we were, yeah. That sometimes forgiveness is a little bit harder. Now, when I think back to 
how prodigious of a sinner I was at age 16 when Jesus had mercy on me. Yeah. And I think about everything he forgave me for. It makes it a little easier to realize <laughs> what this person just did yeah. to me. Not even close. No. Yes, it hurts. Yes, it I wanna I wanna talk through it. I'm not gonna yeah. ignore it. But for me to withhold means I've forgotten, I think. Yeah. What I've been released from. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah, it reminds me, I think it's Matthew 18, right? Where he says a, a man owed somebody thousands of pounds of gold. The king says, let's settle accounts. He begs yeah. him, just give me some time. Just just help, just help. And he forgives him. He goes outside. He finds somebody who owes him a, a few weeks of pay, not, not a few lifetimes of pay. And he chokes him and says, pay me what you owe me. And that's that's the huge analogy of Jesus in that parable is what you've been forgiven is mountains of gold. And what you're, yes. what you're having a hard time forgiving is pennies compared mm. to the millions of dollars. And it, it, it's just, he creates a dynamic where unforgiveness is clearly unforgivable because of, of the cost of the original act of forgiveness that he gave That's us right. being so great that him asking us to forgive each other is not asking too much. And so I don't have to feel a certain way to forgive. Mm -mm. No, it's, it, it's more a decision point. That being yes. said, Here's the second thing I think we need to understand about forgiveness, that it doesn't yeah. minimize the pain inflicted on us. Yeah. It simply moves yeah. us toward healing. And when yeah. I, if I hold a grudge, it might initially feel good, even justified, but it actually keeps me chained to the person who hurt me. Yeah, it does. And, and, I, and the longer I live, the more I realize that bitterness is poison. Yeah. I cannot thrive. When I'm holding on to bitterness, to grudges. And Paul says, look, the antidote to that is, yes, you were wounded. Yes, that was wrong. Yes, that shouldn't have happened. But choose to let go. Choose to yeah. release your offender. Yeah. I would say this. The third, the third thing we need to understand is that there are a lot of offenses that happen to us that we just need to get over pretty quick. You know, you you uh, told me uh, uh, some of your infamous road rage stories about people yeah. flipping through the bird, <laughs> yeah, uh, and what that did to you. You know, and yeah, uh, yeah. You know, when I moved to Detroit, boy, talk about opportunity for road rage to happen. You know, people cut you <laughs> off on the freeway, and yeah. you know what I learned about people in Detroit is I came from a, a small town where people were polite but private, and I came to Detroit where people were rude. But once you got past the rudeness. Yeah. You could build a good friendship with these folks, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But but you know what? We all have these minor <laughs> things that happen to us, and I think part of forgiving is learning what we need to just let up, roll off our back too. Yeah, you yeah. know, there's some things that just don't deserve any emotional investment in. Right, right. right. And so figuring that out. Yeah. Uh, then one last thing here. And then we'll kind of get into just a couple of real practical points about forgiveness is that there are some wounds that you don't get over with easily. Sure. Some things hurt. And I mean, they're deep wounds. Yeah. David had a deep wound in Psalm 55. He said, you know, if a foe were raising himself against me, I could hide from him. But it's you, my friend, yeah. Yeah. my close companion. We used to hang out at the temple together. 
Yeah. And you stab me in the back. So, Jim, in those scenarios, it's a different story, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I, I think something that we've, we've talked about from time to time is there's a there's an injustice. There's a pain. And to that pain, there's a reaction. Every pain causes yeah. a reaction. And then we, we know that somewhere down the, the road, there's going to be a conclusion. So between the reaction to the pain and the conclusion of the pain, forgiveness plays a huge role. And in, in whether that's a 10-year process or a 10-day process or a 10-minute process, right? That they're, And, and I, I like what you said, John, that it isn't a feeling base. It's a choice base because mm-hmm. Jesus commands this because I believe that it's true because I, I see what he's done for me. I want to do it for others. I make a decision. Now, my feelings often follow my decisions. I don't want my feelings to to lead me. I, I want to I want to do what he's told me to do and let my feelings, you know, come in line eventually. But my marriage is a choice. Our friendship is a choice that that it requires some decisions along the way. And just like love is a choice, not primarily a feeling. I think forgiveness is a choice, not primarily a feeling. There's lots of yeah. feelings that come with good friendships, that come with good marriages, and and there's there are feelings that will come. When, when we have chosen repeatedly to forgive, eventually we, we feel free. We forget yeah. about it. You ever had somebody say, hey, remember that thing that happened 10 years ago? And you're like, no, I, I, I really don't. Like, it's gone. I don't. I have no memory of it whatsoever. That could be yeah. because I'm 57. But I think it's because somewhere between the, the reaction to the pain and the conclusion of the pain, forgiveness did a deep work. And, and it's not easy. We're not saying this is simple by any means. I'm not it's sorry. Not. It, it, it's it's not complicated, but it's not easy. It's just yeah. the right thing to do. Do the right thing, the right thing will happen. Do the wrong thing, the wrong thing will happen. And forgiveness is always the right thing. Right. So if you are listening and you've been, you know, you've just been blindsided. Yeah. Um, be honest about yeah. the harm that was done to you. Um mm-hmm. I don't think it's possible to forgive in those situations without first acknowledging the anger you feel about what has happened yeah. to you. Yeah. And that might take a while because when somebody blindsides you, who's close to you, it'll take weeks just to figure out which way is up. Yeah. You know, you don't even, you're not even able to process. You're just trying to survive. Yeah. So yeah. be honest about the harm done. Uh, be committed to the idea that forgiveness is a process. It's this series of decisions I make along the way. Yeah. Um, and uh, it takes time to get there. It It is, uh, you know, I, I wish I could tell you that you take these three easy steps and you're, and you're yeah. done. Um, that doesn't, yeah. it doesn't work like that. And so in that process, it's, it's learning to be patient with yourself. Yeah. You know, you may have said, I forgive you to somebody uh, a while back, but then something will trigger the memory of the event yeah. and you feel anger again. Yeah. That doesn't, that doesn't devalue the forgiveness that you, you extended 10 days ago or uh, 10 weeks ago. Yeah. It, it just means there's more forgiving to do. Yeah. And, and you might wonder, well, when am I done forgiving? Well, that's really hard to determine. Right. I think, yeah. I think here's some markers. Here's one that I came up with. Okay. If, if you no longer wish a slow, painful death on your offender, <laughs> you're making progress, right? Yeah, you, you know yeah, you're yeah. making progress. When uh, I can, Lewis Smith says this about forgiveness. You know you're making, you know you're there when you can see the humanness of the person who hurt you. Right, right. I think that's important that, you know, I, yeah. they've got a story. They, they've had things happen to them that have been probably hurtful and damaging. Yeah. 
And right. you see the humanness of them. And, and, and in those moments, Jim, it's almost like I feel compassion. Yeah. You know, in a sense for that individual. If well, I, can get I say there, too, that, that doesn't give them an excuse. That just gives you an understanding. And that understanding helps facilitate that, that releasing. Right. Uh, I'm not excusing it. Yeah. Right. But I'm understanding it better. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, when I can legitimately wish that person well. Yeah. Yeah. I think that Good. means that I'm there. I've, I've, I've gotten to that yeah. process. And I know we spent a lot of time on this second place to tell anger where to go, but it, it matters so much. Yeah. Our, our, our physical health depends on our ability to forgive. Our yes, mental and emotional health depends on our ability to forgive. Um, I'm going to have you wrap us up, but I want to, okay. this quote from Andy Stanley always gets me. He says to yeah. refuse to forgive is to choose to self-destruct. Wow. Yeah, it's true. And I thought, wow, I know that there's not one of our leaders, one of our listeners who are yeah. here today, either listening or watching that wants to self-destruct. Right. So we're making an appeal to you. Yeah. Tell your anger the right places to go. Jim, would you just right kind on. of wrap us? Yeah, John, thank you. I, I, I like the roundedness of the wisdom you've shared with us today because it isn't just forgiveness. There's also assertiveness. It's not just assertiveness. It's also forgiveness. I, I really think that these two bookends deal with almost all, if not all of the circumstances that that are going to help us uh, in the, in this journey. So mm-hmm. we don't have to be angry people. We right. can We can regain kingdom control in our hearts and in the world through these two tools. And we're grateful for that. So thanks for sharing. I, I know that isn't something you read in a book. I know that's something you've had to live a thousand times and it, and it shows. So uh, those of you who are watching and listening, I would just, you know, remind you that um, sometimes bitter, you know, angry, I, I can forgive. Bitter, that might be a longer journey. That, Like John was saying, that might be a deeper process. So convergecoach.com, click on the link. If you'd like to talk to somebody about it, the good thing about the team is we're confidential. Um, the first 30 minutes is free. We just uh, literally, we're here to help you be uh, an effective leader and you cannot be burdened by all of the things that, that happens to every leader at one point or another. So we're praying for you. We love you. We're here for you. We believe in you. And uh, we hope to talk to you again soon as you continue to lead from alignment.